And joining me, is he ever musical? <laughs> no, not ever musical, John. And swish and flick that you, that I don't know what you were trying to do there. What were you trying to do? I don't know what I was trying to do. Lee, you've been doing this now. We've been doing this now forever. Ever. <laughs> no, yes. yes. Forever. And, many, many years. Uh, if anything is proven out to be true, it's that I have no idea what I am doing. Well, that's true. Until it's but done. I Much think- like Dragon Con. I don't Much know what's like happened Con. until it's actually happened. Yeah, right. And, you know, nothing's official until Tuesday after Con. I think Phil was the best at saying that. Um, so I did look at Dragon Con today, and I did look at That's good. Um, one of us the Dragon Con site. I have my little computer. My, this could get me to the moon if I knew anything about computers. Um, and so I looked or, at who's coming. Spaceship design. Yeah. Or I mean, spaceship design. I'm not sure the phone is actually going to. Anyway, go ahead. Or uh, engineering. Rocket science. Yeah, or uh, no. Well, I had. I married a rocket scientist, even though now he's a chef. He was a rocket scientist. As most chefs are. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, but we have a, f- a few new people, and um, we got some artists for uh, Joe Rubenstein, and we got Drew Macy, who I am going to have to go see this on Nickelodeon. It's called the the Bar- the Barbarian and the Troll, and so I can't. And he's a puppeteer. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it's puppets. So I always like puppets. And you know, we got so. This is the one I saw. Jeffrey B. Wilkerson is a live performer with the most amazing punk rock puppet show. Welcome to Anhedonia. I hope I pronounced that right. And I'm sorry, Punk Rock Puppet Show. If that is not a must-see at some point, I don't know who you are. Um, But, yeah, so it's looking really good. And want to talk about big brothers and big sisters. Again, remember, charity. Woo! Yes. So... So do what you can, if you can, while you're at con, and hopefully we'll have some more information when we get Charity on here very soon about how they are, hopefully they're going to have QR codes or something on the Big Brothers, Big Sister site that will, um, that will let you give, and they know you're, uh, with Dragon Con. And again, defenders of potential, these, it's amazing numbers. Um, 98% finish high school. No, 100% finish high school. Oh, really? Yeah, 98% go to college or a trade school kind of thing uh, or community college or whatever. Yeah, the numbers they were giving was great. I hope I didn't screw that up, but the numbers they were giving was kind of amazing. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, John, 
Do you see what I got my hair in today? I got it in a little bun. It's oh, a no. little bitty Damn. bun. Yep. I have a little bee bun. You know why I have a little bee bun? Because. Uh, because I don't want none unless you got a little bun, hun. I don't know what that is. And I'm very. Is that a song? <laughs> it's. It's never mind. Um, Okay, so I have it in a bun because I was thinking about Harry Potter today, and that's why I got out my very. I was, and that's why I got out my very cool uh, from the Hogwarts and Universal Studios place. My Hermione wand. It's so pretty. So swish and flick and swish and flick. Um, But you know what, John? What, I wonder if I link? can swish and flick somebody to be at our door. You think? Okay, let's see. I'm going to think really, really hard. Let's see. Let's... Swish and flick and swish and flick. Yay! It Someone's works. here. Yay! Hey, it's Mel. It's Mel. Hey, it's Mel, our, one of our favorite author, uh, authors, directors. Authors. With hey, sure, why not? Young I mean, adult you lit. Whatever. Uh, I, I read everything Mel reads. Writes. Yeah. You know, actually, uh, quite a few people that are volunteers with our track are writers. I myself am not. I am just a consumer of good literature. Cons- oh, there you, there go. you go. There you go. And, you know, uh, just before we get started here, um, John, are you going to pull up your screen? Because one of the biggest things oh. I did, um, Andrew, one of the biggest things, sorry, phone call coming in and I have to answer that one. So. What I did during 2019 and 2020, because 2019 was a problem when I was having some very big health issues, I liked watching movies where the bad guys lost or reading things where the bad guys lost. And we've talked about this. And one of them was The Hunger Games, which is always so fun to watch right there, because then I'm like, that's the Marriott. That's Marriott 10th floor. That's the Hyatt, you know, and it's really, <laughs> that's the Swan House. I mean, it's just really fun to do that. And so I just wanted to let Mel know that. Mel, you're in Atlanta too, right? I am. Are and you? speaking of the Hunger Games, did you yep. read the prequel? I have not yet. I have oh, well, not. I need do to. Before con, we're going to talk about it on Monday. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, I might do that. And my son, I am also re. I'm reading snippets of the Harry Potter because my son sometime in 2020 decided that, no, I got it for my husband in 2020, which was all seven of the Harry Potter books on uh, Kindle and because they had a sale. And so that was reading. Yay. So I've been doing that too. So yeah, but there are more people always think of the Hunger Games, um, Divergent, Harry Potter, uh, The Giver, maybe. Um, they think of maybe those universes, but Young Adult Lit has a lot more than that. So what does Young Adult Lit do and have as properties? Yeah, so probably the biggest one that we have right now that mm-hmm. most people are talking about are the Grishaverse books by Lee Bardugo, um, Six of Crows, um, or you might be more familiar with Shadow and Bone, which oh. there was recently oh, yeah. a Netflix series mm-hmm. based off of. Um, mm-hmm. So we uh, cover the book series for that high fantasy is actually that covering the show. Um, but those books are huge. Um, other books that are really popular that you might have heard of as mm-hmm. well are um, the shadow hunter books. There was a, both a movie yes. and a TV show for uh, city of bones. 
And we talk a lot about Cassandra Clare's um, Shadowhunter books as well. Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. And so that's really awesome, too. And I love that. And so are there new properties this year that you're really looking forward to or anything uh, that there's something new you're going to be talking about that this year you've heard a lot of people saying, oh, that is going to be so cool. So this year we actually have a pretty interesting, I think we have a very interesting schedule. Mm. Um, we are taking our schedule this year and sort of mishmashing things about writing YA um, mm-hmm. and then uh, sort of concepts in YA. So we're doing a panel on uh, sort of, we're calling it reimagined and it's this idea of doing retellings. So retellings of Camelot's series or Ooh. Greek myths Um you know, we talk a lot about fairy tales, things like that, um, how those stories get sort of cycled, right? You know, mm-hmm. there are, and also tropes, right? What are your favorite tropes, you know, and how <laughs> do you use those, right? Because, you know, tropes are one of those things that are really interesting in that, you know, you can sort of like see where it's going to go, but yet we still consume it, right? Because we love those types of stories. And um, you're never ever sure if they're going one way with the trope or another way with the trope because they might just throw that trope on top of their head. You never know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that happens all the time, which is fun too. Yeah, we also um, are doing something that's I think kind of interesting, um, mm-hmm. new for us. So we have never done Thursday night programming before, but we are this year. Um, and, you know, we have such a love in the YA track for costuming and cosplay. Mm-hmm. In fact, at every Yule Ball, we do sort of a costume parade across the stage so that anyone can get to show off their cosplay. So this year uh, at Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. in our and This track is your room, first time doing Thursday programming, isn't I it? I know. It is. It's going to be so awesome. Yay! We're so excited. So at 7 p.m. in our track room, which is Marriott A707, we are going to do a YA cosplay social hour. Ooh. So we are inviting people to come to the track room in their YA cosplays and just hang out, talk to other cosplayers, talk to us, you know, show off your costumes, just talk YA things and why you love the cosplay or the book that you're cosplaying off of. And, you know, it's a social event, um, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really, really fun. Awesome. Um, that does yeah. sound like a lot of fun. And that's a great way to start con too. So people yeah. can meet each other like, oh, you still, you like the same series I do and start talking about things like that. We don't have the long lines anymore. So you can't like make friends in the lines, but you can make friends here. And that's always a great way to do that. And I'm betting you don't have to be in cosplay. To- no, of course yeah. not. If you are just a lover of cosplay and just want to see amazing costumes, right. come hang out. Come Absolutely. Hang out. And that's a great time to get pictures when you're in a small group with that. When you just Mm -hmm. went, oh, my goodness, I want a picture with, I have no idea. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. When I also think of some people who have these big, grandiose, amazing cosplays Mm -hmm. that they do on, you know, Friday and Saturday and Sunday. You know, but they might also really have a really good, you know, Katniss Everdeen cosplay that, you know, maybe isn't as, like, big and grandiose that, you know, but they want an opportunity to wear it. Well, guess what? Thursday night is your chance. There is your chance. There you go. And it's going to be awesome because now you said it's in your track room. Mm -hmm. Where is your track room, Mel? Marriott A707. Oh, Marriott A707. So, folks, that's not that hard to find. But if you're already in the Marriott, 
go up to 10th floor, as you already brought up Katniss Everdeen, you will notice that that looks a lot like something from the the Capitol from Catching Fire. Yeah. Uh, and you those elevators. You might also recognize it most recently from Loki. Say, it's also oh, TVA. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Was that not the TVA. amazing? It was awesome to see that. And I was like, oh, that's- every time. Every time the Maria is on screen, I love I'm like, it. it's home. It's, it's home. John, we've been in that you- track room for so long that the Marriott literally feels like my home away from home. Oh, <laughs> it, it was weird because watching Loki, I'm like, well, you know, if you just take the elevator, because when she was talking to, uh, mm. I forget which one it was. If you just take the elevator up there from Trader Vic's, you could you could be in the TVA mm. in two seconds. I don't know why yeah. you're having this conversation. Why are you having this problem? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I do want to know where they did the rooms that were the um like the big hallways because I was like that because of how it's rounded and things like that. I was like that looks like the Westin or maybe the Marriott. I, I just kept looking at it going, I know I've been in that hallway, or at least I really, really think I've been in that hallway. So, yeah, which is always fun. Um, now, how do you get to A? So, A707. 707. I have no idea why 103 came in my head. Oh, I don't know. Sorry. It's okay. But super easy. In fact, most people can figure it out really easily. So, you go mm-hmm. to the atrium level of the Marriott. <laughs> Except me. But go ahead. Except John. John, I promise. <laughs> no. Everyone, picture yourself on the atrium level. I gotta yeah. first make it into Marriott. That's that's my first. That's the first trick. Okay. John, Remember where the Marriott is Marriott? the middle. M. M for middle. middle. M for right. middle. And and John, this yes. is the atrium level is the one that if you really want to only be in the habit trails from the Hyatt to the Marriott to the food court at mm-hmm. Peachtree Center, that's the atrium level that you are on as you walk over the Sky Bridge. To yeah, see, I remember how to go get Marriott. food. Yeah, so you know those habit trails. You know, when you approach the habit trails in the Marriott, Mm -hmm. you can go right, you can go left, or you actually can keep going straight, which is where the blood drive used to be. If you keep going forward past the masses (laughs) in the habit trail, we are right down there on the right next to Star Wars. Yes, you are. And you were near to puppetry. I don't know if puppetry is still going to be there. Yeah, Um, I'm not sure if they're in the same (sighs) spot this year, but they've been across the hallway yes. from us for there, quite a while there's awesome things over there and yes i loved the marriott when we were there it was awesome it was so so awesome i it's know that the marriott is so loud and gets so crazy but it is just to me like the energy yeah. that i yes. like love about con it like yeah. you can feel it even if you're on your floor up mm-hmm. high you can feel the energy i just i love it marriott all the way and now that i remember where your room is when you walk across, after you get through the little, the roundabout that goes um, after the, to try to get wherever else you're going, when you go through that and then you go like you're going to Young Adult Lit, it becomes like a whole new, very calm world. It's I don't, true. It, it, it's still all the energy of Dragon Con, but it becomes a lot. You're like, how oh, there's too many people. I, oh, wait, this is a nice little oasis of, of. I know. It's something about that big dome, I think, that's right there in the center. Mm -hmm. And it echoes really well when the elf choir comes and sings under there. Elf Uh, choir? Yeah, have you you never seen them? They're amazing. And they love to sing there because of the echo. I know. I don't see any. Director struggles are real. I walk through it, so that's how I see it. Okay. There you go. And Um, John, you could go. 
Because actually, I actually have there. a question that might be maybe a town hall question, or maybe you guys know: Is there a blood drive this year? Uh maybe yeah, a no? town hall question. I be a town hall question because I actually don't be. know the answer. Well. John, if you will chat for a second, I bet I can find it on the handy dandy Dragon Con website. So oh. uh, you were going to ask uh, Mel a question a minute ago, and I was I. I sure was. I have no idea what it was, but I was going to okay, ask. Come up. With I know what it was. What was it, Mel? You wanted to know what media guests we have this year. I did. In oh, fact, I'm glad right. that you reminded me. Yes. Hey, Mel. What media guests do you have this year? Well, I am super excited that we have media guests again this year. We've had a couple years where we haven't had anyone, but this year we have two amazing guests. We have Matt Lewis, who plays Neville Longbottom in Harry Potter, and we have Bonnie Wright, who plays Ginny Weasley. So we are super excited. Bonnie is new to Dragon Con, but Matt we've had before, and he is just amazing. And we are so looking forward to having him back and welcoming Bonnie to the Dragon Con family. Well, oh, and I, what I liked about uh neville um is matt uh had somebody who went one of the first times he came and then they came back to the room and they were like vibrating and i'm like what's wrong did you not get to see the panel they were like no no he's really cute (laughs) (laughs) he's like the definition of a glow up who was that person I'm, no, I'm mind, not going to tell you who it was. It was somebody very, very excited. Uh, and this was, was years ago. Her name no, was it was Lee. not, not namely. No, 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 no. Sorry. Um, nope. Sharon is saying that uh, there is a blood drive this year. I know. Not I, sure yet. I'm trying to find it. We'll I will check. find we, it. Uh, we, we trust you, Sharon, but we are going to double check real quick. We're going to double check. And I believe you. So, yep. Pay it I hope so. Blood drive. There is? It is listed on here. Oh. It's going to be in the Hyatt on the conference room level. And Sharon, thank you very much. But if you are looking for it, go to the charity part of Dragon Con's website, www.dragoncon.org slash about slash charity. And yeah, that's on one of those, that that's one of those things where that's one of those areas that, that, you know, suffered a lot over the last year and a half or so yes. because of oh, because yes. people not a being afraid to go. Uh, but B, you know, just, it's not, not one of those things you think about unless right. you're, I mean, like for me, it was always, I would always get blood at work. Mm. Well, I haven't going to work. So, you know, it was, right. yeah. yeah. And Dragon Con is huge for the blood supply. For and Sharon, uh, Sharon is yes. pointing out that they do still need, uh, volunteers for the blood drive. So and awesome. also just a reminder, because John kind of name dropped that we're much cooler than um, SDCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would just like to also say that every year our blood drive kicks SDCCs, not in, in the really big, big, big hiney, because this is young adult lit and I am really working at being good about <laughs> it is the big. So, and let me tell you. Young Adult Lit is not the same as the kids' track. Just keep that in mind. No. Oh, thank yes. you. Speaking and that's which, something that's important, you know, to know. Young Adult yeah. Lit, and a, a lot of Young Adult Lit consumers are also people in their 20s and older. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Young Adult you, Lit starts teenagers, you know, we're tweens, I, tweens yeah. and teenagers through adults that like to see these stories. Now, do you have any after 10 o'clock programming? Um, we do. Oh. Um, we have 
So we normally Ooh. have um, a couple different things. This year, we actually moved um, our trivia up to the slot before so that it'll be available for more people. Awesome. Um, so what we have at, that's at 10 o'clock on Fridays, uh, we do, and it actually starts at 8.30, but it takes up two full panel slots. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the game, Are You a Death Eater? So if you've ever played Mafia, it's basically a Harry Potter themed mafia. Uh, gotcha. And it is <laughs> something that is so, so fun. And then on Sunday, obviously, we have obviously. the Yule Ball. The Yule Ball. Yes. And the Yule, Yule Ball is our huge party. Right. The, and the Yule Ball is our annual Harry Potter themed there you party. Go. It's Yay! fun. Um, we have an amazing DJ that we've had for the last couple years, DJ P. Um, and it's, you know, just so much fun. We started at 830 Mm -hmm. so that those with kids, you know, that are, you know, maybe wanting to have a little bit of a taste of, you know, some parties get a chance Mm -hmm. to come at 930. We do a big costume showcase. Kids and adults alike get to show off their costumes across the stage. And then at 10 o'clock, it becomes adults only. That is the, uh, you know, Dragon Con. That's the rule. rule. Dragon Con is adults only and after dark starting at 10 o'clock. So at 10 o'clock, we send those wee ones that have decided to come on up to their rooms for Mm -hmm. some sleep. And then we stay up till 2 a.m. Because what a better way to like spend your last night of con than with us at the Yule Ball. There you go. And just as an FYI, usually if it's not right in the room, it is very near the room that there is a place for beverages. Yes, so ours have been in the FYI. room. Ours right. have been in the room uh, for the last couple of years. So yes, mm-hmm. a- adults, if you're going to bring your kids, just be aware that yes, there is. There you um, go. The Marriott will be offering be- adult beverages for sale. And Mel, yes. can parent, I bet the Yule Ball would just be great for a parent to. Come and drop their kids off for an hour. Or that so, sounds right? like a good idea. Oh, Wouldn't no. that be great? No, no. Oh, no, 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 no. 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 Wait, why oh, no, not? No. Because. That's all. Because. Period. There you go. Full because, stop. because the end. No. You know, as much as that sounds like something that somebody would enjoy, we, and I'm sure that any track can say the same thing. We are, mm-hmm. uh, we just don't have the people to be in charge of other right. people's kids, you know? Nope. We don't. I wish that we had the ability to do something like that, but also we just, we just don't have the people for that. That's exactly true. Also, there's probably other rules and things that are, you know. Right. And that means, you know, YA Lit is not the same thing as the kids kids track. track. And yes. Even at the kids track, you do not drop off your kids. Exactly. No. So we're telling you. If you want to bring your kids to Dragon Con, it is a do it with your kids fun family event. Mm -hmm. Do it with your kid. Go see the things with your kid. Enjoy those moments Mm -hmm. together. Yep, my yeah. husband uh, for years took um, our son and my nephew, our nephew, around Dragon Con, all, and they loved it from uh, early, early on. So, yeah, it's always fun with kids. But, again, after 10 o'clock, you don't know what you're going to see. And I'll be no. very honest, on Saturday night and on Sunday night after you about 30, you're going to see it some too, probably. You probably... If we you are the, worried about yeah, what your kids right. may or may not see, you should probably leave before 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> ten, at, ten, at, ten, at 10 o'clock, it's a... 
It's, yeah. it's, it's adult. 10 o'clock especially. But yes, yeah, so just bringing that up. But yes, the Yule Ball is always great. I love seeing all the costumes. Um, I love seeing the McGonagall's and the Dumbledore's and everything else. And it's just so cool. There's something really kind of fun. There's something really fun about seeing like Snape and McGonagall and Dumbledore like yes. jamming out to 90s pop music. <laughs> There is. There is something very, very cool about that because it's oh, like one that of those reminds things like, oh, because I know oh, this, this question oh. always comes up. And so I just want to make it very clear. We are doing a Harry Potter themed party. We decorate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as much as we can decorate the Marriott Imperial Ballroom because it is a huge space. Um, very, very big. You know, it was, we make it Harry Potter themed, but it is, in fact, a dance party. It is not a ball. You don't have to come in a fancy dress. It will, we will not be playing you know, ballroom music. It is a party. It's, I would say, 80s, 90s, and, you know, 2000s and up. 80s being the oldest, probably. You know, it is a high energy pop party. I'm sorry. You just said 80s music was old, and that's. No, no, no. No, I'm not saying 80s music is old. Hey, remember, Lee, I am, I remember, I am, no, I'm older than, than I look and think. Then you That's very true. Eighties music. I'm saying eighties music is probably the oldest music we will. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. I just but but do remember that the eighties was forty years ago. So yeah, I know. Well, gosh, John, why you gotta be so mean about that? I know. (laughs) I know. When somebody put on Facebook that the guy who played the heartthrob in Sixteen Candles was sixty, I'm like, that you bite your big fat lion tongue. That is not. Oh, that might be my. My favorite thing that I've heard about 2021 is that mm. um, now when you show your ID for drinks, that all they have to do is look at the first number. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> because, because people that were born in 2000 now, uh, yeah. people that were born in 2000 can drink now. So any of us my, born before the year 2000, we don't even have to really show them again. My daughter oh. just, uh, my daughter just turned 21. We we went up there last with uh, last mm. weekend for her 21st birthday. So yeah. 21. Yeah. Okay. And we also know there are lots of people who their children have grown up at Dragon Con. And I'm sure, I mean, we went to a lot of YA lit stuff. My son read, he played Harry Potter in the parade a couple of years. It was, you know, so yeah, young adult, uh, we're all growing up and it's so awesome because this is Dragon Con's 35th year. I know it's so no, amazing. I know. Uh, I know. Well, and how that, you know? Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. No. I'll say the thing that I love about the young adult lit track in general. Mm-hmm. When I was a you know fan before I became a volunteer, and then a volunteer mm-hmm. before a second, and a second, and now I'm the director. Um, what I love is that we offer such a variety of topics because that's mm-hmm. the thing, right? Young adult lit. These are you know if you think about the characters, right? Teenagers. Go, mm-hmm. you know, going through those teenage years and into college, mm. those are years of turmoil. They are not always sweet and happy and tidy with a bow, which is why mm. I think it's important that a lot of YA discusses topics that are, you know, sometimes hard and difficult yeah. to deal with, you know, and, you know, that we're talking about, uh, you know, one of the things that we're talking about is love, right? We have a panel right. that's called Young Love Writing Romance in YA. What is that line? What is, you know, Oof. where, do, where does yeah. it be, where does it stop to, for, you right. know, young adult lit versus new adult and or adult books? Like how far can you push that line? And so we're going to be talking about that, which is great. Mm-hmm. Probably our 
biggest panel Ooh. that like closes the room out every single year mm-hmm. is our LGBTQIA. Oh, yes. NYA I was panel. actually wanting to bring that one up because I know that's just always well, well attended. Yes. So that panel, we actually um, moved up earlier in the day um, a couple years ago because we got feedback that people that were there earlier wanted to be able to go to this panel, you know, because it was like a seven o'clock at night panel. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be Saturday at 1 p.m. in the, in our track room, um, you know, and we've got some great, great panelists for this, you know, one this year. And we're just really excited. Uh, it's called Queering Your Shelf. And uh, yeah, so if, if that is something that interests you, please come to that panel and come early because and there's always a line. There is always a line. And that's actually one of those places where people will come and be like, oh, I made a list of 20 books. You, you see them back at on DragonCon.org or other places after con. And they're like, I've got 20 LGBTQIA+. I've got 20 new new fantasies and, you know. Sometimes it's older stuff or even old stuff and they just haven't heard about it. So it's always great. And that's great because you guys give out amazing recs too. And I've got yeah, many we love book recommendations. Aside from yeah. the fact that we sort of discuss book recommendations pretty much on every single panel. Yeah, of course. Monday at 1130, we actually have a panel called What We're Reading. And it is a whole hour filled of young adult book recs. Yeah, that is great. And you also have author talks as well, don't you? We do. I mean, <gasps> we have, um, you know, we are actually, I'm very sad to say that one of our favorite YA authors that is a big staple at DragCon yeah. has been, is had to uh, cancel for this year. Um, and we hate it. She hates it. Um, but we are still going to have as our book club book this year in the hall with a knife by Diana Peter Freund, who um, normally would be there to answer your questions. But, you know, we can, in her absence, talk about how much we love that book. And speaking of that book in the hall with the knife, if it sounds like, oh, why does that make me think of Clue? That's because it's written in the Clue universe. Ooh. It- Something that we are talking about this year, we're actually having a panel on it Friday at 2.30, is about tie-in novels. There's quite a few young adult authors that write tie-in novels in various different properties. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to talk to those authors about what it's like to be paid to write in somebody else's world and contributing to the canon of these worlds. And and that just sounds like sometimes the coolest job, honestly. (laughs) I know, Because there are so many properties people love and we grew up on and we you know we got it maybe into fandom because of you know I didn't really know what fandom was until X-Files and even then and that was 96 and even then it was changing so yeah I mean it's kind of amazing to see that and oh so yes so you're gonna have authors there and then you also um don't you do something about how to get published in YA or am I is that so last we have, we have talked year. about we have talked about publishing before. Mm-hmm. Um, we we generally do a couple panels on writing in YA, uh, specifically writing in YA. We do have the writers track. So for those who are, you know, wanting to be mm-hmm. authors, I highly recommend you go check out the writers track and see what their oh, stuff is awesome. too. But we specifically just talk about writing YA because you know it's niche and we. Um, I say niche. It's not. It's really not. It's huge. But it is a. <laughs> separate category that, you know, the writer's track cannot, you know, they always have some, but 
they cannot solely focus on that because they've got so many things to cover. So we are mm-hmm. covering, like I said earlier, writing romance in YA. And we're also doing a panel called writing and rewriting. So um, how to revise, right? Sort of like revising your YA. Hmm. And then we're, we also have a panel that's not, it's kind of a writing panel as well, but it's called a uh, favorite YA tropes and how to use them. Mm-hmm. And if uh, you remember, Robert, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go I was going to say also about the publishing and yes, that's in prior year. Sorry, folks, the brain done. Yeah. Uh, yesterday well, we talked with Seska from fantasy and they are doing a how to get published. So panel with authors and publishers and agents so go and see yeah that. absolutely fantasy right. lit has an amazing schedule too so if you aren't with us i highly recommend you go check them out because they are amazing and we got the trifecta over the last three days we did sci-fi lit fantasy lit and ya lit um, yay trifecta. love it Hat love trick. it love it hey. we're totally Hattie, lit john. oh my god john <laughs> Um, Rob had a Rob had a uh, question in the in the chat there, um, mm-hmm. which was, "How do you convince adults to explore uh, young adult lit uh, uh, that they dismiss as kids' books?" Oh man, that is a really good question because you know he brings up a good point. There are people that automatically assume that young adult books are going to be like written for kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, my biggest suggestion, honestly, is just to give them a book and not necessarily tell them it's YA, <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, granted, they'll probably figure it out based on the age of the protagonist, but, right. you know, not everything sort of screams YA either, no. right? So look at uh, Scythe by Neil Shusterman. Uh, so good, so good, you know, and I think plenty of adults. In fact, a coworker of mine just read that book because her son read it and told her that it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, well, I guess I'll read this book. You know, I think the best way that we can get these books in the hands of other people is by, you know, giving it to them. But also if you have read it, telling them why it's good, you know, Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately there's always going to be people that are just going to be like, Oh, that's kid stuff. And you know, that's, it's their loss. In my opinion, I think there's so much to gain and to enjoy in Everything. all types yeah. of literature. You know, my kids are nine and seven. So I, uh, I get a lot of nine you know, kids. And seven now? I know, aren't they oh. so old? I can't deal with it. But, you know, so oh. my son is actually reading, you know, he's, he's, uh, nine. He's mm-hmm. reading and he's a little bit ahead. So he's reading like middle grade type stuff, chapter books, like right. higher level chapter books. And, um, you know, there's just so much fun to hear. He loves to read out loud. That's something he loves to do in school. Oh, very too. So, cool. so he'll read these books to me. And um, I mean, they're just so fun, honestly, just so much fun. And, you know, my daughter is in is a seven. So she's reading a little bit lower uh, than him, but also great stories, you know, and yes, YA Lit is my focus, but I also love adult books too. You know, yeah. there's um, something to gain in everything and you just have to go with, into it with an open mind. And there are authors that write across everything. Yes. I mean, they don't. Absolutely. They, look, at, they, um, yeah. look at fan favorite, Jonathan Mayberry. Whoa. Right? Oh, yes. Huge, love huge, Jonathan. huge adult author who also wrote an amazing young adult oh. series called Rotten Ruin. I actually have read that and it is awesome. I've only read the first two. But okay, we'll read the rest it, of them because they're amazing. I'm going to read all the rest of them. 
but it was a great zombie thick. I mean, it's, yes. it's up there with some of the really, honestly, I thought there were parts of it as good as World War Z. The book, not the movie. The right, book. right, of course, of course. So, <laughs> the, these no. are also the people that will also often say to you, the book was better. You know, yes. <laughs> the book was better. Try the book. Now, Mel, I'm going to ask you for a recommendation just off the fly. Sure. Maybe someone who's older and doesn't read often um and mm-hmm. needs books that he can read you know small bits at a time i mean they could read at small bits you know at a time we are not doing a panel on it this year but we have in the yeah. past done a panel on reluctant readers uh oh. and you know what we have found is the hugest thing for that population tends to be graphic novels which are just as amazing and valid a type oh, of literature yes Yes. Graphic novels are amazing. My son loves them. You know, for as much as he loves chapter books, he loves graphic novels. I grew up on graphic novels and comics. You know, the stories that you can get through there and the, you know, extra, you know, sort of excitement you get from seeing the pictures. Mm-hmm. I would re- highly recommend a graphic novel. Those, that's a very good idea. Wow. I'll forward that on to somebody, Lee. You do that. Mm. You do that. I would say start with saga, saga, whatever you want to call it. But oh, that's just I've... me. Yeah, I'm through the oh. sixth chap, sixth volume of that. Very ha- good yeah, job. Good. Yeah. So see, that's I that's awesome. I, I use a, I actually use Hoopla, um, mm. which is uh, if a lot of libraries have a digital component, um, mm-hmm. your public libraries have a digital component, and um, mine happens to use Hoopla to to allow you to check out books. In my case, uh, I have to admit something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As I am a huge proponent of saving the environment, but I have to tell you, I personally struggle so much with reading books digitally. I like cannot do it. I wonder, I do think, I do think that part of it is a bit of my ADHD that like for me, the like tactileness of having a book in my hand is a thing. I just, I struggle so much with reading digitally. I do not know how people read on Kindles and can just read and read and read and read. I have to have my that book in my it. hand. I have to be able to smell it, yeah. smell the pages. Oh, I love it. And just, and I, I, I agree with the tactile. And I think that's, there's also the sound, like yeah. holding a book or when you get Ripping it, where page. pages, all of that. And I'm I basically also like, Granger. <laughs> yeah, perfect. The, the best character. Um, in that whole series, but I digress. But the other thing is with my own copies of books, I can take notes. Yeah. I can oh, put little stick- oh, There are some people oh. who would like die if they saw some of the, some of my books, you know, there's uh, like so uh, many like books. There's oh. like book, uh, people that like think that like tabbing page, folding pages and putting any notes or anything in your book is like sacrilege. But mm. that is, that is who I am. I am the my book. I'm the, 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 the corners folded, yep. you know, chaos. I am, I am chaotic, chaotic. This is why we knew, I knew we, this is why we've always gotten along. The other yeah. thing I want to say is for when you go to a panel, as we said, you're going to have, you know, you're not just going to drop your kids off. You're going to be there with them or an adult is. And if you have questions about, is this book appropriate for X, Y, or Z? There are parents and there are uh, kids, I don't like to call them kids, tweens, younger adults, who will say to you, 
oh, I read it when I was this, but it bothered me. Um, I actually, when Mockingjay came out, I actually talked to Bev, the prior director, and I said, my kid's this old. Can he read it yet? And she said, wait one more year. Yeah, we get asked those questions right. very frequently in panels, and we are more than happy, uh, mm-hmm. both uh, us as the director of the volunteers uh, and all of our panelists are always so always. happy to give book recommendations for any age because, you know, there are a lot of people who come in that say, my kid just loves to read and my kid's ahead and my kid wants to read this. Can my kid read this? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, like I said, right, young adult lit is not the same as kids literature. Right. There are a lot of adult themes, uh, whether it be dark themes such as like suicide or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, there's talk about sex and even some level of that. I mean, young adult lit really does span a wide range when you think that it starts with, you know, sort of tweens, mm-hmm. but, you know, and the, you know, the biggest thing is just like learning about the book and asking right? Just mm-hmm. ask us. We're here to help you. Ask us on our Facebook page. I mean, we are yeah. always happy to talk books with anyone that wants to talk young adult lit. Facebook is probably where we are most active um, mm-hmm. year round. And then, you know, our Instagram and stuff gets popping when it's con time. But most of the time we're on Facebook. Send us a message, Dragon Con Young Adult Literature Track. Um, there's a, there's a page. Brought up as the um, Facebook page. Yay. Yeah. So, you know, send us a message. We are, you know, fairly quick, I think, to respond. Uh, either I will or one of my volunteers will. Um, and yeah, we're there. Oh, and, look at that, oh, John. That is perfect. The perfect picture to stop on because oh, okay. Lee, yes. you were talking about charity. charity. And yep. we feel super, super strong about supporting charities in Young Adult Lit and especially the Big Brothers Big Sisters this year. Like that is so up our alley. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do every year to raise money for charity is we have a house cup competition. Mm-hmm. Any Harry Potter fans will know that throughout the book, throughout the, you know, the years, they will go ahead and put um, each like house will earn points. Right. And at the end of the year, they say who wins mm-hmm. the house cup. Well, that's what we do, except for we uh, collect your money and your money is your vote. Your money is your point for your house. You vote for your house. And at the end of the costume parade at Yule Ball, so right at right before 10 o'clock when we send mm-hmm. everyone, the, we send the kids off to bed, um, we announce who the winner is. So, you know, if you really, really, really feel strongly that Hufflepuff deserves to win this year, then donate to Hufflepuff. All the money that we raise in the track room goes to, you know, our charity and Dragon Con. Uh, Lee, do you know how much is it that they will m- match uh, to? Up to a hundred thousand dollars. Up to a hundred thousand dollars. Wouldn't that be amazing? So if we your could dollar get that much? makes two. Your two. dollar makes two dollars. Yeah. There and so go. that goes, that goes throughout the entire starting Thursday night until the Yule Ball. We collect that money. Um, we have boxes in the back of our track room. We will tell you more about it. But basically, at every panel that you see us at, we will be there, mm-hmm. uh, hoping that you will be able to share just a little bit with, uh, you know, Big with Brothers, the, Big Sisters. Sure. And F, as an FYI, Gryffindor does not win every year. They do not. They do they not. They do not. They do not. Well, and now, see, Hufflepuff is back to being kind of cool now because of Newt in the Fantastic Beasts. I'm ready for somebody who's Ravenclaw to be like, woo, awesome. 
Yeah. I, I want a series with that now. You got Gryffindor, you got Slytherin, now Hufflepuff, I need a Ravenclaw. Well, well there you go. There Just, you go. You know, you're going to have to do it, Lee. It's going to have to be you. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Yes, John. Uh, I didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I did want to say. I did want yes. to mention this. So I, I know. I, I know. I give. Um, uh, I, I got to keep this persona going of me not being a reader. But uh, I did. I wanted to go look this up because I actually have read a couple of books over this quarantine period. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. In none of them are really related here, but I because I, it just reminded me. Uh, I did read News of the World um, and The Queen's Gambit before I watched. The series because oh, I wanted to good. read it before I watch the series and um, the dig as well before watching the, the movie. Oh, so wow. um, yeah, yeah so, quarantine has been a, a, a way for a lot of people, I think, to catch up on some books that they mm-hmm. haven't. I, you know, I, be, working in healthcare myself, I actually have had less time to read, which is oh, you know, no. sad, but yes, you know. but you are also doing great work. And oh, thank thanks, Lee. Lee. Yes, thank you. Um, I yeah. also did get to, I did, and to your point of the graphic novels, I, uh, like I said, I was doing Saga and also I did re- reread Watchmen. This time actually reading all of the, the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, uh Black Pearl. What the hell is it? Is it Black Pearl? The, the, the pirate story that's in the middle of the. Oh, good. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Watchmen. And the thing I always hear from parents is like, I don't want my kids reading comic books and that. I'm like, if they're reading, I don't care what they're reading. I and why? Get, uh, what, why? why? Under, I've it, never understood you, that. And I wish right. that somebody could explain that to me because I've never understood this idea mm-hmm. that comic books are any less than, you no, know, right. Exactly. Formal and literature, quote unquote. Go for it. And read, read thing. what makes you happy. Exactly. Read the stories that make you happy. People will say, Oh, um, you know, I didn't want to, I don't want to buy him Captain Underpants. Well, buy him Captain Underpants. If they yeah, I'd rather it, him read Captain Underpants than not read at all. Right. And there are some books. Also, they're good that, stories. And they're fun stories for kids. They relate to fun stories. That's why Diary of a Wimpy Kid and many, many others. So wherever they start, if they love reading, they keep going. Absolutely. So, awesome. All right. So, so John has something. Um, sorry, John. Yeah. So, uh, Mel, as you know, we've, we usually play a game with our, uh, guests at the end of our episodes. Yes, and uh, this I year remember. we've been doing a Jackbox. Um, so mm-hmm. we also encourage, uh, we'll get a couple of people, hopefully from our audience where I got a couple that are joining, uh, okay. to play with us. Uh, tonight we're going to play Quiplash. It is a custom no, game. Oh, another time. YA themed. <gasps> Here we go. Oh no. So. Uh, I will. I will admit, since I, I get I wrote, so anxious uh, about these things, I will like know the answer, and then I'll be like, "Well, it's, oh, it's no. not. Well, it's not an answer. This is. These are yeah. these. In this case, you're just going to uh, make up uh, make up an answer to it. So, oh, and uh, because it. I wrote most of the questions, I will tell you that uh, most of them are Harry Potter themed because those were the easiest ones to kind of <laughs> most accessible. So instead of so instead of calling this like YA themed, you're calling it Harry Potter themed. Well. It's got a couple of other Dragon Con. No, and or, I know. I'm just kidding. Or, and or, yeah. But yes, you're right. It's mostly yes. mostly um, Harry Potter. I will not be playing because i got to read at the same time, and I just find it too confusing. It's very difficult. Yes. yes. It's very difficult. All right. I'm ready. Got it okay, up. We're going to – we'll give our guests a – we'll give our audience a few more minutes to to join. In fact, I'm go ahead and – Okay. Read so, Mel, as we're doing this – Room code? You got it. Y-W-E-X. 
So there's a room code for jackbox.tv. But Mel, uh, also, so you are in the Marriott and room A707. That's the atrium level room 707. Right. And also what, where can people find you on Facebooks? So on Facebook, they can find us if they search for Dragon Con Young Adult Literature Track. There you go. I know it's a bit it's a bit wordy, but that's who we are. <laughs> but, well, it's about books. Of course, it's wordy. What? Yeah, no, you know. <laughs> so that is very, very good. And I don't know if you do Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. We but, are. As you said, we do, you do. Like I said, we mostly are active on Facebook. We do right. have an Instagram that we uh, really usually only stay on during the con. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that that's that is at DCYA Lit. And I will tell you it. Come con time, both on our Facebook and in our track room, we have a whole uh, list of all of mm-hmm. our social media channels. So very you cool. There you go. Woohoo! You can add them then. That'll be great. So awesome. That is very, very good. And again, the atrium level from the Hyatt to the Marriott, as soon as you go down the little habit trail and then start walking down that hallway, take go a towards hard the big. Right. Yep. Go Take toward the very rate. big dome. And just the dome keep going. Is is it's a dome, but it's a glass dome and there's like sun. Yeah. You can actually see sun without being actually under the day ball. Yeah. It's nice. It's For those nice. of us who are pale and the day moon burns us. Yes. There you go. All right. Uh I think right. I've given everyone enough time. I'm gonna go ahead and start. Whee! This is Quiplash 3, Quips on Parade. I'm Schmitty, but my friends call me and then hang up. It's very annoying. And if you're not in the game, the next best thing is the audience. Enter the room code to get in there and vote. Time for round one. I'm going to flash two prompts on your device. Type something ingenious that will stand up against another player's response. Then everyone will vote for their fave and one of you will get an ego boost. Oh yes, points. You score points based on the percentage of voters who like your answers. Clear enough? Sure hope so. Let's go. Woohoo! You're almost out of time. Don't forget your safety quiz. I am very, very sorry. I did not realize that. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Mel. Mel. Oh. oh no. Ah! I was typing so fast. Did it work? Moderation <laughs> needs just a bit more time, oh, and then it's on um. to hilarity. That second one, I don't know why it threw me for such a loop. Well, yeah. The second okay, one, I just kind of like. That's <laughs> because I was trying to think of something that would really mash well together. Ah. Leading off. Okay, least wanted Harry Potter uh, cosplay crossover. Gillyweed or Ron and Carrot Top. I didn't think about separating those. Oh, and uh, Mel, if you don't know, you're supposed to, if, if it wasn't your thing, you're supposed to vote on the other. Oh, I did. I voted. Okay. Ron and Carrot Top won. And that was much better than my answer. Saying, yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Blank is my Patronus. A sloth or trash panda? Sorry. That's rather funny. Blank is my Patronus. A sloth? A sloth is my Patronus. Or trash panda is my Patronus. Yeah. Trash panda one. Trash panda, way go now. Don't you love it? Super quiplash. Sorry, Raynard. Next. Uh, a rejected Hogsmeade shop name. Moose. All right, people, it's voting time. Or books that bite you. Rejected Hogsmeade shop name. Hogsmeade shop name. Moose or books that bite you. I think that moose might be. Uh... I'm really terrified of what would be in a moose shop. Oh, Lee got the super quick flash with books that bite you. Without further ado, rejected <laughs> re- rejected the Hunger Bird Hunger Games book Here's title. The fun part: pick your favorite quip. Uh, underage kids get away with murder. <laughs> All right, check this out. Weird Al's The Hunger Games themed parody now it title. Gets real. Pick your favorite. Hunger Games themed parody is titled Blank and sung to the tune of Blank. Uh, Highway to the Capital, sung to the tune of Highway to the Danger Zone, or Too Much Hair Gel. Oh, it was a safety quip. Which doesn't work in a two-parter. Oh, sorry, Raina. Raina. I'm sorry, Raina. Sad face. That was round one. Reminder that those all go on your permanent record. Let's see the scores. <laughs> all right, let's see who's winning. Holla. And Mel oh. is winning. Yeah, Mel buddy. Kicking tushy. Round two has arrived. The points are doubled, but so are the expectations. Uh-oh. Okay, let's see them. And the first prompt is... Worst job in the Harry Potter universe. Care of magical beast custodian? Or house elf bathroom attendant? Care uh, the worst job in the Harry Potter universe: the care of a magical beast custodian or house elf's bathroom attendant. Listen, here I am thinking I would think that being the magical beast like caretaker would be amazing. No, 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 that doesn't say caretaker; it says custodian. Custodian. Oh, cleaning them up. Gotcha. House elf attendant is uh, the winner there. Let's see. Way to go, Red. Most wanted Harry Potter cosplay crossover. Dumbledore back from the dead or variant Harry? Um, Those are both really good. 
I gotta be honest. Yeah, I actually think both of them would be amazing. It was a hard. It really pick. would. <laughs> Dumbledore back from the dead. It, you did it as a vampire or a zombie. A zombie, yeah. obviously, it has to be a mm. zombie. But yeah. variant Harry. Yeah. Can we get the alligator variant? <laughs> Oh. Raina won that with Variant Harry. My blank brings all the cosplayers to the yard. My lightsaber brings all the cosplayers to the yard. Or my Fitnick in the net outfit brings all the. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, or my Fitnick in the net outfit brings all the cosplayers to the yard. My lightsaber brings all the cosplayers to the yard. My Fitnick in the net Lee, I have to say, that is really good. And if I had not been playing against you, I probably would have voted for you. There you go. Thank you. I like lightsaber, too, though. I thought that one was pretty good. Uh, I think, uh, I don't remember which one won that last one. I'm sorry, okay. I missed it. Choose your favorite. Uh, least threatening dragon breed. The dragon from Mulan or the sleepy, the sleeping spiky green. Least threatening dragon breed. The dragon from Mulan or the sleeping spiky green? I have to give it to Zan on that one, too. That's pretty good. And the sleeping spiky green. Is that the one they pull out of the bag, right? Oh, no. I just totally made that up. Oh, okay. Worst Patronus to have. Decisions, decisions. Armpit oh, stubble or cockroach? But is cockroach or- the worst or the best? Because don't they survive the apocalypse? They survive anything. Uh, I didn't get to vote. Armpit right stubble one. Armpit stubble was no more terrible, round two actually. for you. It's scoreboard time. That was. All right, let's see who's winning here. <laughs> And Mel is still winning, although uh, Eternal Zan is catching up. Oof. Step right up to Riplash. And behold, a final round to end all rounds. You'll each get a prompt that needs three separate responses. Remember, big points mean big pressure. I see we have an odd number, so you'll be quipping against me, Schmitty, your host. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, somebody mentioned that my sound had gone, and uh, it was back. I don't know what happened. Suddenly, it just, my computer decided not to hear things. Now, see, this would be the time where I should have remembered to do the backup recording. So that the things I was saying were going to be there, but now they're not. Time's running out. I finally got them. I done it. Oops, I got to moderate. I got to moderate. Okay, just a few more seconds for moderation, and it is back to business. Well, might as well get this over with. Three, three rejected alternate names for the Yule Ball. The non-denominational ball, nothing bad ever happens ball, you'll have a ball, or Detroit dog shampoo 
going back in time and getting eaten by a dinosaur. I'm going to imagine that is the uh, that is Schmitty. the automated answer. That's got to be Schmitty. Uh, non-denominational ball. Nothing bad ever happens ball. <laughs> or you'll have a ball. Those are the three rejected alternate names for the Yule ball. And super Red Nerd gets the super quiplash. Ooh, nom, nom, that's nom. a lot of points. Hey, game respects game. That's a lot of points. Uh, three previous jobs found on a Dementor's uh, resume. Meter Maid, DMV, and Postman. Or Fired Squib uh, Jail Guard. Or uh, Cashier at Wesley's Wizard... Uh, wizard shop. Weasley. Excuse me. I said, what did I say? Wesley. Weasley's. Yeah. Uh, yes. Weasley's wizard shop or Walmart greeter. <laughs> uh, fired squib. Okay. Um, the the Weasley's one one. Three rejected Harry Potter book titles. Harry Potter and the series that won't end. Royal family. Right, or an American guess. invader. Or. Fault was Harry Potter and the Fault in our, star, our Scars. Time I got my arm deboned. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to say. Uh, and ah! Harry Potter and the ah! Mel. Time I'm I got sorry. my arm deboned playing Quidditch. Oh, playing Quidditch. Okay, Fault got in off. our Scars. Fault in our I wish scars that I could say genius. I made that up. I've actually heard that before. <laughs> Ah, Red oh, Nerd pulls it out at the second. Red wow. Nerd wins. Red Nerd, great job. You just stole that from me right at the end. Good oh, job. man. That's that going against oh. that Schmitty is always important. Zan meant to spell, spell American Invaders, is what she meant to say. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So, um, Mel, again, thank you for joining us. Let everyone Woo-hoo! know one more time where. They can find you and uh, uh, on the internets and in the actual physical location. Yeah. That is DragonCon. Thank you so much for having me. Again, I'm Mel, and I am the track director for Young Adult Literature. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at DragonCon Young Adult Literature Track, or you can find us in person at the con Marriott A707. That's the atrium level, room 707. Thank you so much for having me, Lee, John. Oh, you guys are amazing. I enjoy this so much every year. It's so much fun. So, yeah, way to come back from behind, Red Nerd. It is really great, so Red fun, Nerd. And I actually wrote some of the books down that you said. So, woohoo! I, yeah, I, I need to show Red. I need to show Red Nerd something because they did on their uh, profile pic. Yes, and I wish that Aww. you could see my my. Apparently, my camera's broken, so I'm yes. sorry that I was unable I don't to, think we to do said that. that. Yeah, no, my I, camera's oops. like broken, and I re- literally found out right before this, so that is sad. But well, what you can't see on my phone, John, is that my pop socket has oh. the um, Rebel Alliance signer ah, uh, symbol yeah. and a rainbow going underneath it. Yeah, both uh, cool. both Redner and I have a uh, have a um, R2, R2. Uh, ah. phone case. Ah, okay. So yeah, so yes, uh, oh. those places. That's that's where you can find Mel. Um, so until next time, for Mel, Lee, and our friends at, uh, over uh, on the stream that played our games with us today. Uh, until next time, 
Peace. Peace. Swish and click and bye. This was a production of the Unique Geek. Call our comment line at 8133210TUG. That's 8133210884. Email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com or 50days at theuniquegeek.com. Follow the Unique Geek on Facebook and Twitter. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial Share Alike license. <laughs>